Welcome to another episode of the Into the Huddle podcast. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm JW. Before we get started, we'd like to ask you once again to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll be notified whenever a new episode drops. So let's get into it. We just finished Thanksgiving weekend in the NFL. There were a lot of crazy games, and one of the craziest was just last night when the Seahawks played the Washington football team in Washington. The football team won by a score of 17-15. to 15. It was a crazy game at the end. What were your impressions of this game? Yeah, I mean, I think this game showed you why the Seahawks are just not that good of a team. They could not rush the ball at all. They pretty much needed Russell Wilson to play a perfect game passing if they wanted to have a chance to win that game. Their defense played all right, but, I mean, this team, not very good. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The Seahawks right now are one of the worst teams in the NFL, and it hurts to say that as a Seahawks fan, but it's true. And it kind of, you know, mentioned their defense. They didn't play too poorly, but the problem was the offense because the offense consistently got three and outs. I think at one point there were five straight three and outs by the Seahawks offense. And what that did is it made the Seahawks defense get really tired because they were always on the field. And I think one of the biggest problems with the Seahawks offense right now is one, Russell Wilson is not playing well. Like he is not playing well at all, even though he had two touchdowns and zero interceptions last night. You can't be a good quarterback and have five straight three and outs. That's just unacceptable. Also, I think the play calling right now is terrible. There was a point on the final drive where two straight plays with one minute left and zero timeouts, they went play action. I mean, who goes play action with zero timeouts when you need to score a touchdown? No one is going to buy the fact that you're going to run the ball. Why are you even considering running yeah, play also, action? I mean, they ran the ball 10 times in an entire football game, and you expect play action to work, you expect deep passes to work. No, that's not going to happen if you only run the ball 10 times for a total of like 15 yards. Exactly. And even though they did score on that drive, it was because of a busted coverage, and the Seahawks shouldn't even have had an opportunity to be in the game because if the football team's kicker wasn't hurt, they would have kicked the field goal instead of going it for four, on fourth down late in the fourth quarter, and the Seahawks would have lost. But I think one of the, my bigger takeaways from this game is, as I said last week, I think the Russell Wilson and Pete Cara era in Seattle needs to be over. It's been an incredible 10 years. They made the playoffs eight times, made the Super Bowl twice, won one Super Bowl, a lot of great memories. But the bottom line is all great things come to an end. And I think now is the time for the Seahawks to rebuild, to trade away their pieces. Pete Carroll needs to retire because he's 70 years old. He's the oldest coach in the NFL. And you can tell that he just doesn't have the same energy he used to. I think the Seahawks just need to restart because you don't want to be in a position where you, you're trapped with a really expensive quarterback, you don't have pieces around him, you don't have picks, and all of a sudden you're stuck in mediocrity for lots of years and your franchise is going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, he still has trade value now, but in like 
three years when they finally admit to themselves that like, okay, he needs to go. What's his trade value going to be? Like a first round pick, a second round pick, instead of now where you could probably trade him for a few picks and a player. Exactly. Like he's he turned 33 last night. He's not a young quarterback anymore. Every single year that he's going on by, every single year that the Seahawks don't win a Super Bowl and Russell Wilson's still on the roster, his trade value just goes way down. So let's talk about the one of the most entertaining games of the week. I think one of the most entertaining games of the season. On Thanksgiving, the Raiders played the Cowboys in Jerry World, and it was a thrilling game. It went to overtime. I think one of the few games that on Thanksgiving that have gone to overtime the Raiders did end up winning with a game-winning field goal by a score of 36 to 33. There was a couple of pass interference calls that helped the Raiders drive down the field, but overall a very impressive win from the Raiders. Are you more impressed by the Raiders beating the Cowboys in Dallas or the or let down by the Cowboys losing this game? I'm more impressed by the Raiders. They played really well. They went in with a good game plan. Josh Jacobs, he's been hurt throughout this year, but he was back this week, had an amazing week with 87 rushing yards and a touchdown. So I'm really impressed with how the Oakland Raiders played this week. The Cowboys, I thought they put up a good fight, but I really kind of think that the Cowboys are not as good as their record before show. So I'm more let down by the Cowboys. I really thought they should have beat the Las Vegas Raiders quite convincingly. But because, uh, you know, we always forget they're the Las Vegas Raiders now, not the Oakland Raiders. But uh, yeah, a few weeks ago, the Cowboys were my Super Bowl pick. I thought they were incredible. I thought Dak Prescott was playing at an elite level. I thought that the defense was really strong with Trayvon Diggs. And all of a sudden, two weeks later, they've lost back-to-back games. They're the fourth seed only in the NFC. And things don't look so good. And I think... One of the biggest things that has happened is people have, like Derek Carr, have been able to really attack the Cowboys secondary because even though Trayvon Diggs is great and he gets a lot of interceptions, I don't think he's that good of a cover corner yet. And because he's so aggressive and tries to get those interceptions, sometimes he's liable to make a lot of mistakes. So for the Cowboys moving forward, I still believe in them because They still played well in this game. They still were in it with a chance to win. And if a few calls go their way, maybe they do win this game. And we're talking about how great the Cowboys are. But I think it is concerning that they've lost three out of four games and their secondary hasn't looked very good. And Dak Prescott has kind of regressed a little bit from where he was at the start of the season. Let's move on now to another one of the games on this one on Sunday. The Bengals played the Steelers. It's an AFC North rivalry game. And unlike what has happened for much of the past two decades in between games between the Bengals and the Steelers, the Bengals absolutely destroyed the Steelers. It was 41 to 10, and it was worse than that. I mean, this could have the Bengals could have easily scored 50 points, and this was a blowout in the second quarter. Is it time to be concerned about the Steelers and realize that they need to get rid of Big Ben? Yeah, they need to get rid of Big Ben. It's pretty evident he's not the same player that he was before his surgery two years ago, and he just can't do it. I will say the teams in the AFC North are getting a lot better. The Browns are contenders. 
the Bengals are contenders, but I would be worried if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers moving on with Big Ben. They need a quarterback if they want to compete in the AFC North. I mean, I agree. I think that the the Pittsburgh Steelers have a Super Bowl level defense. They have their weapons are good enough to go to the Super Bowl. Najee Harris has been amazing. They have a ton of good receivers, as they always do. But as you mentioned, the big problem is Ben Roethlisberger is just not the same player he was. He looks old, and he plays old. And I think what the Steelers need to do is tell Ben, okay, it's time to move on. We're not going to re-sign you. Please retire. And then go and get one of the big quarterbacks that are going to be on the market this next offseason. I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers. I'm thinking Russell Wilson. I'm thinking Deshaun Watson. Go out, make a splash, trade multiple first-round picks, which you don't need because you have a young, dynamic roster, and get that quarterback who can be the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think if they get a Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, they'll be immediate Super Bowl contenders because they have the coach, they have the defense, they have the weapons, but they don't just they just don't have the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the difference between them and a team that would be like the favorites to win a Super Bowl is the quarterback and maybe like a one extra wide receiver. Yeah. But I mean, I guess we'll see because the Steelers are kind of a more conservative franchise. They don't like to make big explosive moves. So, but hopefully for the sake of the Steelers and Steelers fans, they risk it, go and get a big quarterback in the offseason. You talked about the Browns and how they've gotten better. Well, they played on Sunday Night Football against the Ravens, and this was an ugly game. Now, I mean, this game was just terrible. The turnovers, there were so many interceptions, fumbles on both sides. It was just ugly to watch. Yeah, I mean,. It says a lot about a game when a quarterback throws four interceptions and their team still wins. But I think one of my biggest takeaways from this game was that definitively the Browns need to move off from Baker Mayfield. It's over. It was he's probably been their best quarterback in twenty years. No, he's probably their best quarterback, maybe ever. I mean, there are a couple quarterbacks, Otto Graham, way back when that were pretty good. Okay. But I mean, I get your point. He has, he's been one of their best quarterbacks, but that's not saying much because the Browns have had terrible quarterbacks. And I think because they've had terrible quarterbacks, they feel that they need to stick by Baker Mayfield because they're scared that if they try to get someone else, that other quarterback won't be as good as Baker Mayfield. But I think what the Browns need to do is realize that they can't be complacent. They can't say... Baker Mayfield not, might not be the best, but he's not the worst because they're in a prime position to win a Super Bowl. They need to take advantage of that, and they can't have their quarterback playing like he did on Sunday if they have Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah, especially with this defense, this O-line, the run game, Jarvis Landry. If they get the right quarterback in there, they go from being teams that are trying to sneak into the wild card and maybe win a division to a team that can easily go to the Super Bowl and win it. I mean – it says a lot about a team when they go to Baltimore and hold Lamar Jackson to 16 points, have him throw four interceptions and have really just one lucky touchdown, but they only scored 10 points. And ultimately, 
that's the biggest problem. So let's move on now and talk about one of the biggest games in last week in the NFL. The Packers played the Rams in Lambeau Field. This was a match between two juggernauts, two teams with a ton of talent. Ultimately, the Packers came out on top and the Rams lost their third straight game. And more importantly, Matthew Stafford looked pretty bad again. Yeah, he did not look like himself. I mean, you say he didn't look like himself, but maybe this is what Matthew Stafford is. Maybe I don't think so. I do not agree with that. Matthew Stafford is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL, and the way he played weeks about one through, like, seven, I think is the real Matthew Stafford. If the Rams can get back to that, they'll be a great team. You see, I disagree because it's not like Matthew Stafford is a young quarterback. We have 10 years of tape on him. We know that he's super talented, but he never really is able to live up to his potential, right? Okay, that's because he was in Detroit. Yeah, but now he's with with the Rams, and he has talent all around him, and there are no excuses for why he shouldn't be succeeding. I think one of the things you saw in the first few weeks of the NFL, in the NFL, where the Rams were playing extremely well, where Matthew Stafford was an MVP candidate, was that teams weren't used to seeing Sean McVay's offense with a quarterback of the talent level of Matthew Stafford. Now they have tape on how Matthew Stafford runs this offense. They have tape on how Sean McVay uses him, and they're able to adapt, and all of a sudden Matthew Stafford doesn't look so good anymore. So I think that yes, Matthew Stafford is much better than he looked at when he was in than he looked when he was at the Lions, but he's still Matthew Stafford. He's still not Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson level of greatness. Yeah, but I think that this week is not indicative of how Matthew Stafford is going to be playing every day. Like th- this was a, a below average week for him. I guess only time will tell. Let's talk about the other team in that game, the Green Bay Packers, who all of a sudden are, I believe, the one seed in the NFC, and they still have a lot of injuries, but they still look really dominant. Do you think this is the best team in the NFL right now? I do not think this is the best team in the NFL right now. I don't even think this is the best team in the NFC, because I think the Arizona Cardinals, with Kyler Murray coming back, are better than this Green Bay Packers. You see, I actually do think the Packers are the best team. You mentioned the Cardinals. Remember, the Packers beat the Cardinals in Arizona without Devontae Adams. So if that comes to happen again, the Packers know we already beat this team. And I think if those two teams played again, I think the Packers would probably win because of the experience that Aaron Rodgers had. Kyler Murray has never played in an NFL playoff game. He's played in college football playoff games, but that's not the same thing. And right now, Aaron Rodgers is playing really well. He bounced. He had like a rough week against the Seahawks after he got COVID. But against the Vikings, he played really well, was really unlucky that they lost. And then last week or this week against the Rams, he also played well. And they won quite convincingly, even though it was a one-score game because the Rams kind of got some garbage time points. But I definitely think The Packers, as long as Aaron Rodgers and the Packers front offense can stay on the same page, they don't fight anymore, they don't get petty with each other, I think the Packers 
are the best team in the NFC and maybe one of the best teams in the NFL. Although the team I think is the best in the NFL right now is the New England Patriots. Oh my God. Because they have won six games in a row and they haven't been close wins. I think the only close win they had was against the LA Chargers, who I think are a pretty good football team. But the other five wins they've had in a row have been against good teams, and, and it has not been close. I mean, they beat the, the Titans this week by 36 to 13. Okay, the Texans beat the Titans. Okay. I, yes, but the, Titans, not that the Titans also beat the Rams. And you just talked about how great Matthew Stafford is. So the Patriots, I think, are the best team in the NFL for a number of reasons. First of all, they have undoubtedly the best coach in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think you can argue with that. And then second of all, they have that great defense, which they always have. All their players who opted out last year are back. So I think their defense is set. Their offense may not be that explosive, but I don't think it has to be. Because in an era where everyone talks about the big explosive offenses, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Arizona Cardinals, what ultimately always prevails in December, in January, and in February is running the football, long touchdown drives, and the Patriots know how to do that better than anyone else. Mac Jones is playing incredibly well. He's, in my opinion, the clear Offensive Rookie of the Year favorite, now that Jamar Chase has kind of slowed down a bit. I definitely think the New England Patriots are the best team in the NFL, and I'd be really scared of playing them if I if you had to in the playoffs. Look, I'm not saying they're, like, the best team in the AFC, but the Bills, I think, are better than the Patriots, and that kind of brings us into – the Monday night football game next week, Bills versus Patriots in Buffalo. And I think the Bills win and are atop the AFC East. You see, talking about that Monday night football game, I think it's one of the best Monday night football games we've had in a long time. I mean, this yesterday, the three and seven Seahawks played the four and six Washington football team. And now we have a battle next week between two juggernauts. So I'm really excited for that game. I'm going to stick by the Patriots. I think they're going to win this game. It's going to be hugely entertaining. But ultimately, I think you're going to see next week that the New England Patriots are clearly the best team in the NFL, and everyone needs to be scared of them. Because I think even though the Bills are really talented, Josh Allen is still prone to make a lot of mistakes. I think he makes one or two huge mistakes in this game and the Patriots come out on top. Finally, let's talk about another one of the most entertaining games this past week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers went to Indianapolis and beat the Indianapolis Colts by a score of 38-31. to The Colts had quite a substantial lead in this game, but a few mistakes ultimately put the Bucs back in this game. What was your biggest takeaway from Bucs versus Colts? Yeah, I thought the uh, the Bucks defense looked really good in this game. They mostly bottled up Jonathan Taylor, who we know has just been running all over NFL defenses these past few weeks. He only had 80 yards. Um, they got two picks in the game. So I thought the Tampa Bay defense played really well, especially in the second half of the game. First half, they were kind of giving up a lot of points. 
but I think Tom Brady did enough to win. You know, it wasn't an amazing game by any stretch, but he got the job done. The running game for Tampa Bay, it worked out. Leonard Fournette got 100 yards. So I think they just played a solid game, maybe a bit below average of where you want to be right now in the season. But I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking solid for the playoffs. So my biggest takeaway was about this game was actually about the Colts. And even though they lost, I'm still really impressed by what the Colts can offer because you mentioned how Jonathan Taylor was brought up in this game and he's been such a huge part of their offense. But despite that, they went toe-to-toe with the Super Bowl champions. Carson Wentz, even though he did throw two interceptions, one of those interceptions was at the end of the game when he was it was desperation mode and he still threw for three touchdowns. I thought played a pretty solid game. And I actually think the Colts, they're 6-6. Six and six. You look at their record, you may say, they're not that good. I'm not even sure they're going to make the playoffs. But I actually think the Colts are one of the best 6-6 six and six teams in NFL history. They've gotten really unlucky with their losses. A lot of their losses have been really tight. And I think they need to brush off this game. They need to realize that they played the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers who have a great offense and a really talented defense. And I think this team can really make a deep playoff run and maybe even, given how the Titans are playing, steal the AFC South. Yeah, they're in prime position to take the AFC South. They're on, they're trending upwards, and the Tennessee Titans are trending very, very, very down with no Derrick Henry, losing to the Houston Texans. And then another loss this past week to the Patriots. Yep. I mean, I that about wraps up the Into the Huddle podcast for this week. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening and ask you to subscribe so you can stay tuned whenever we have a new episode. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.